Joining us now, Paul DeGarvey and is with us, senior media analyst, Comscore. So, Paul, this is unbelievable. When we look at what's going on with Black Widow, right? I mean, everybody's talking about it from the weekend. Tell me about the premiere. Are things going in the right direction, either for consumers or investors? Well, it's a great question, Nicole. I think what's going on is that it's proving that the consumer is the most powerful entity in Hollywood today because they have the choice on how, when, where, and how much they want to spend on this great filmed content. This weekend with Black Widow is available on Disney Premier Premium Plus for $30. And according to Disney, earned over $60 million globally on streaming. And that, that's notable because we really haven't seen numbers reported like this on the weekend where you have both the theatrical numbers and streaming numbers being released at the same time on a Sunday morning, which was great. But $80 million in North America for Black Widow, that's the biggest opening of the pandemic era. And, you know, following on the heels of Furious 9, which opened with 70 million, and before that, A Quiet Place Part 2, which opened with almost 50 million, we can see we're moving in the right direction. But this was a big weekend for the industry. All eyes were on this day and date streaming and movie theater release of one of the biggest films, most anticipated films of the last two years or more. As you said, bringing in the most since the pandemic in this way. Yeah. Um, exciting. I, I think it's very exciting. Great to have a great film out and the folks getting there to see it. That being said, this hybrid model, do you think that it's likely to stay? I think, I mean, it's very evident people like it. Is it yeah. maybe less beneficial to the companies? I mean, at some point, do you think it'll change? Do you, know, that, you think the hybrid to, release stays? Yeah, well, we have to crystal ball that a little bit. I mean, when you look at A Quiet yeah. Place Part Two and Furious 9, both of those were theatrical first releases, meaning they're not even available on streaming just yet. And then we have Marvel's Black Widow being released day and date, earning 60 million. But remember, 60 million plus from streaming globally <coughs> or Disney plus. But $158.8 million this weekend in movie theaters. I think what this shows is that people like to have their movies delivered in various ways. But if you're a Marvel fan, I think they spoke. They went out to the movie theater to see that film, Black Widow, on the big screen. So moving forward, I think every studio is looking at each release of every rival studio to get an idea of what's playing out there in the marketplace. But Marvel's a whole different entity unto itself. Not every movie is going to have this kind of release strategy, earn these kind of numbers, and they're not always going to be reported in terms of the streaming numbers on the same weekend that films are released in a theater. But I think we're going to see a hybrid release of some sort going forward well into the future. I think the future is here and it's going to continue. And if I recall in the last, one of the last movies, the hybrid scenario, it didn't last forever. So you could only watch the new, great, awesome, fantastic movie on streaming for a short time. And then it was left in the theaters, right? I mean, is that the new way, do you think? Well, if you look at for the scenario for Black Widow, if you have Disney Plus, you buy the movie for $30, you buy Black Widow or any movie like that, that's a brand new movie in theaters, and you own it for as long as you continue to subscribe 
to Disney Plus. So it's a way to hmm. keep you in the family, keep you in the ecosystem. Right. You own it forever as long as you remain subscribed. So forever. Who is gonna, as long as you remain that, subscribed yeah, well, forever. forever a, That's funny. It's, yeah. It's a subjective term, but you know what I mean? It's like once they get you in there and you own it, it's like with Apple Music. If you're subscribed to that and you download like a million songs, you get to keep those as long as you're in the fold, as long as you're continuing to pay the subscription service. But movie theaters are here to stay. We're going to really find out in 2022 what's really going to be the future, because right now we're still in a learning process right now with all these releases, yeah. movie theaters, streaming. We're coming out of the, you know, the pandemic era and then every time we get one of these re releases, it's like being in a box office laboratory. We're figuring out what's going on here. But I say the movie theater is still the best way to see a movie. I love streaming too. And there may be people who watch both. They might see the film in the right. theater, come home, want to own it forever, I think. As someone, as someone, Paul, who's in the, fully immersed in this area of entertainment and streaming and theaters and the battle of the streamers. Obviously, Disney Plus yeah. has come around on the block. It came in like gangbusters, right? Uh, getting the yep. same number of subscribers as Netflix in, in a, in a you know, minuscule amount of time in comparison to Netflix. At this point now, with Disney getting about 40% of the viewership, right? Is that what you said? Of, of Black Widow. Now what? When you, you have the big vision of the group. Where's the strength? Which companies should we be watching as real leaders? Are there struggles as well? Because I'm watching some of the names, the, uh, the IMAX, Cinemark, AMC. We're watching the theaters too. So what is the yeah. outlook here when you look at the big picture? Well, that's a big question about a really big picture. So I think yeah. what it's all about is content. It really comes down to content. I think people subscribed to Disney Plus because they realized they could get that incredible archive of content, family fair and the like. But mainly, I think it's because you have the Star Wars brand, Marvel, Pixar, Walt Disney feature animation, all these various verticals within the Disney family that you can watch all that content at home. If you subscribe to Netflix, you have, you have content that you're attached to, that you love, Hulu, Amazon Prime, all these different services you become loyal in a sense to the creatives, right? To the people that you uh, admire and know and love and the characters on those programs and in those movies. But there's a lot out there. And I think the, the challenge for the entire industry going forward is knowing when and where <laughs> all this content is gonna be available and what is it gonna cost me? I think there's a lot of consumer confusion out there, which, you know, people are very savvy. They're learning with all these platforms all this technology, how to use it. And the younger viewers really are being brought up on this and they'll find it to be quite easy to navigate these waters. Some of us older folks, we're, we're trying to figure out uh, all this, but it's, a, it's definitely a great time to be a consumer. We've never had more choice, more availability, more options for entertainment.